what, what are your thoughts on all of the sales and AI kind of uh, talks? I don't think it's going to be a complete replacement in the fact that you'll have all these robots just <laughs> doing all these qualifying calls and all yeah. these, you know, opportunities that I, I don't think that's going to happen. And so where humans play a part is one, the creation of those rules. The creation of the rules is where humans can really make an impact, where as long as we control what's happening inside of those validations and those if-then-but statements, then we control the AI. All right, Tanner. So let's, uh, but I'm, I'm glad you're here. Uh, yeah. You have the- Happy to be here. You have AI, sales and AI, dude. Dude, it's a, it's a wild, it's a wild space, actually. Yeah. What, do, what do you think, what, what are your thoughts on all of the sales and AI kind of uh, talks? You know, some people are in the camp that like, it's going to take over maybe the early parts of a, the sales process. Right. Maybe it, maybe it takes over like, SDRs, mm -hmm. right? It might not take over account executives all the way, but but certainly could do something like that. And then you have some people in the other camp that are just like vehemently opposed to it, right? Uh, who are just you know AI is maybe a tool, and it's a buzzword to get VC funding or something like that. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> it definitely. I mean, there is a lot of VCs interested in AI. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah. There's an interesting perspective that I have because I come from the software to the sales side instead of like sales to AI, because I think a lot of the things that I see in what AI could potentially do for a lot of these jobs and a lot of these positions like SDRs and account executives, obviously I agree in the account executive space, it's a little bit trickier, but with the SDR, I don't think it's gonna be a complete replacement in the fact that you'll have all these robots just <laughs> doing all these qualifying calls and all yeah. these you know, opportunities that I don't think that's going to happen. What I do think is going to happen is a boost in proficiency for sure, because the the SDR will be able to have a lot of resources and tools that can fit their qualifications and fit mm -hmm. their criteria without being kind of pushed into a box. Yeah. Because that's what AI does really, really well is yeah. it takes these fuzzy inputs and turns them into really solid outputs. Yeah. And that's what natural language processing combined with any type of machine learning model you you want to use. That's where it comes into play. And mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be completely ro robust in the sense that it'll replace them. But there's a ton of, like, if you just saw Dreamforce and Inbound <laughs> yeah. and, and Saster, there's from all of those announcements, there's just this crazy AI implications for sales. And yeah, tell me it, some of the crazy things from that. I didn't keep up with too much of that. Yeah, yeah. So Dreamforce came out with this announcement for Dreamforce is, for those of you that don't know, it's Salesforce annual event that they mm -hmm. announce all of their new tech and all of the yeah. I'm taking notes, partnerships. By the way. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Taking the, all the partnerships and everything that happens with with the Salesforce realm. Uh -huh. And inbound is the same thing, but it's for HubSpot. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And then Saster is just 
Yeah, but I know, like I know a few yeah. people who went to Sastr. Right, Sastr is yeah. more of a kind of get together a bunch of different software companies and how they can improve, and then also new oh, announcements, okay. cool things. Just what were some of, of the highlights? So like AI highlights. Yeah, so the AI highlight that I really liked in Dreamforce was what's called an AI agent, and they have this whole realm of AI which is called Einstein GPT. Okay, and so what's interesting is the I think it was the CTO. I can't remember. Don't don't quote me on it, but <laughs> yeah. the CTO from OpenAI went, or maybe it was Google, one of the two, big time, big name, went yeah. to Salesforce to develop AI, essentially, yeah, in the Salesforce realm. So it was like, hey, we know you have all this knowledge. I'll have to look back at the name, but yeah. we know you have all this knowledge and come to Salesforce, help us get AI off the ground yeah. and figure out how we can even use it in our space. Yeah. So he came and developed what's called Einstein GPT, which is essentially a chat GPT built-in model for Salesforce in mm -hmm. specific. And so what they came out with this, what they announced, I don't know if they're coming out with it soon, but what they <laughs> yeah, announced yeah, was yeah. agents, like AI agents essentially, yeah. which is, I don't know how much you know about AI agents. Um, well, so is that like a... Kind of like an AI chatbot or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So I it, mean, really dumbed down. I mean, I know that somebody probably can't be right. saying that. but Yeah, but, yeah. so a chatbot is, to give you a perspective, chatbot is something that it has a specific model tied to it and mm -hmm. it can kind of interact with you in a, in a normal human way. AI agents can do that, but also can have specific tasks that they want to do. So if you want to look cool. something up on the internet or maybe if you want to automate... A, a like building a list. Yeah, like like if I list. wanted to, like if I'm an SDR and I'm like, shoot, dude, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta build a thousand person contact list. Exactly, it can go through and be like, yeah. So this that would actually be sick, super dude. cool, right? That so would be so. This so. AI agent um, announced in Salesforce and Dreamforce is something like that, where it can build out SDR lists, and then I'm assuming what they'll have is you can interact with it and just have it chat and you can talk to it and give it this tasks and it yeah. starts to figure out autonomously on its own what what do right. i need to do to help right. this sdr for example so if you have an sdr that needs to prioritize their list especially yeah so it's, so it's kind of like an ai sales assistant exactly like it's yep. just gonna we're gonna it's gonna do everything we needed to do learn on its own i had a conversation about were we talking about this and before the before this podcast maybe i can't remember i i was i told you about um Maybe we did, but I remember getting in a pretty heated debate with somebody on a podcast one time <laughs> about the sentience of AI. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, if you just loosely define sentience as like being able to think on your own, make decisions on your own, learn right. from past mistakes mm -hmm. and correct them in the future, yeah. AI sentient. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's basically <laughs> what we're looking at here, but for Salesforce. And there's, right, there's other things, bananas. which is crazy, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, inbound, inbound, the HubSpot conference didn't quite have that sort of laid out. They didn't announce yeah. anything that was integrated. I don't know if they will. They probably will do something similar. But they really had a lot of kind of more use case specific things, yeah. which honestly is a big difference between HubSpot and Salesforce. Salesforce is very generic, very broad. Do whatever the heck you want with it. Yeah. Customize it a ton. I'm, you know, do mm -hmm. do your thing. HubSpot is more, we have a specific layout. We like how it is. 
there are different applications, different integrations and things you can put in it to make it better or custom to what you want. Yeah. But it kind of follows a specific yeah. rules. Yeah. So I don't think, I, I, I don't see HubSpot based off their values and what they want to accomplish. I don't see them having that type of AI agent, but I do see them having like AI workflows where you can kind of chat and it develops this workflow for you and it starts saying, okay, well, now that we have had this opportunity or maybe this discovery call and it hit this criteria, we have a couple of names in this area or we have a couple of properties filled out. Let's ask AI a few questions to move it along in the deal specifically for what that criteria was about. Yeah. So when you hit uh, X, Y, and Z at 50, 60, and 70% accuracy rate, yeah. then AI will start to do its thing and says, okay, well, let's look at this and we'll see how we can shape this model to, mm. to send it. Maybe, maybe you can even do like sentiment analysis where you have uh, a specific client that's, have you ever heard of disc? Mm -hmm. So if you have like an I type person, you can even kind of gauge that based on what they say, how they say it. And you can't get tone, obviously, because mm -hmm. I don't. But, they, but you can, I mean, and that's. They'll maybe, be there. They'll get there. Yeah, they'll get yeah, there. Yeah. But I think that's probably some of the limitations of AI because you could tell, like I could tell if we're talking to somebody pretty, pretty good. Um, if like. You can see someone's tone in a text. I feel like I can. Right. You're like, ah, oh, this guy doesn't really want to talk to me. Yeah. It's you know true. what I mean? Like, mm, he's probably not interested right now. Maybe I'll try back later. Right. Um, maybe I can't tell if they're a, you know, what personality type they are, but you can kind of get a feel of like, ah, I should probably leave this one alone before I piss them off too much. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Um, right. AI could get there. AI can get there for sure. For sure. And if it senses that, then maybe you can send it to this account executive versus the other one. Because oh yeah. And just be like, Hey, this I know guy that deals this, better yeah. with this type of person, you know, yeah, he's had yeah. more success or she's had more success with this person. Yeah. Then I, I think what I think would be fun. Um, there was this, uh, company that just got acquired and I'm, and I've been trying to figure out how they do it, but they, they got acquired. That was called phone ready leads. Okay. And I don't know how they did it, man, but they, they were able to score phone numbers to who would an be most likely to answer the phone. Oh, interesting. And I'm like, I wonder if you could do that with AI, dude. Yeah, I, I'm sure they're probably already using machine learning and, yeah, and just AI to be tactics. Like, yeah. Just to be like, all right, this, like, out of you, like, and it was pretty rudimentary, like, it was pretty rudimentary, though. It was like, here's yeah. a list of a thousand numbers. Um, the, the, pro the program would go through and be like, these are the top ones that will answer the phone. Yeah. And then you kind of just kept feeding it numbers until you had this curated list of like in your ICP, these are the people who are going to answer their phone numbers. These are the phone numbers we know that will answer. And then you could call them and you, and then your connection rate instead of like an 8% was like a 30% connection rate, which is insanity. Yeah. Because on cold calling three to three to eight, three to 5% is like pretty average connection. Yeah. Yeah. It like fits That's the pretty good. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was going to say it fits the definition of negligence. Like it's, <laughs> you'd have a better chance of not calling them and getting hold of them than calling them and getting hold of them. Right. And, uh, and I was like, there's so much in the world of sales that I think AI has a really good opportunity to kind of capitalize on. I really like that, uh, 
kind of sales agent, sales assistant type thing. That yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It's fascinating. And yeah. I think you could, cause you could program the model to be like, build me a list. Now all the emails that you just did, send them through this software and verify mm-hmm. them, like check them, see, check them, see if they bounce or whatever. Yeah. And, and you can even say, here's access to these software tools. Here's the passwords. This is what we got. And then you can, have you ever heard of auto GPT? It came out a couple months ago. It's like a big thing in the summer. Auto GPT is basically no. just an AI agent, but for chat GPT. And it would give oh. you, it would give you like, Hey, here are the tasks I'm going to do. And that kind of stuff. We're just, we're, like, yeah, we kind of yeah, talked yeah, about. Yeah. Okay. I think I did hear about yeah. that a little bit. Yeah. But, but what it, what you could do is if you have, here are the passwords for these tools, go try and find it online. You know, if you have Apollo, for example, let's uh-huh. find these types of people and then we'll put them into our list and then we'll Dude, curate them. That is so freaking cool. That would be yeah. wild. Yeah. That would be cool to be like, Hey, I already have Apollo. You right. just need to go find the list because do I don't want to do it for me. Right, yeah. 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 Here's what we need. This is our ICP. You can even, you can even like submit a PDF of what your ICP looks like and it'll just dissect it. Look well, at yeah, because the filters in Apollo, I mean, every data scraping tool I've ever used, they all have the same filters yeah. for the most part. Yeah, they're pretty much the same. So you just plug in the filters, like word for word, like region, Utah, mm-hmm. company, 5 million, less than 10 employees, boom, 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 right. boom, boom. Yeah. 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 Looking for CEOs. If they have chief executive officer, founder, VP, mm-hmm. go find them. Right. They'll bring me back the list. Yep. And then, and then, and then, all right, now you got the list. Now check the bounce rates and somehow score these phone numbers for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Use the, what was that? You, yeah. Phone release. Yeah. Well, they, so this was funny about those guys. And, and uh, I know the guy, I know the owner of the Apex the guy who acquired him, uh-huh. he just shut it down. He was like, it's our proprietary software now. Nobody else can use it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, all right. Like, I get it, dude. Whatever you want, man. That's what we live in America. Do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, good for him. You know, right. I was like, good for him. But I thought it was just funny. Like, but if one person can do it, somebody else can do it. Totally. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, just kind of figuring out what, what's, what's what. Well, I but, mean, I think AI in general is a testament to that in the last year. It's like, yeah. as soon as OpenAI discovered it, it's like, Wow, now everyone's doing it. It's this crazy. It, it reminds me actually of the what's that guy's name that ran the first sub four marathon or mile? I don't know. I can't Roger something. Yeah, maybe. I can't remember his name. But it reminds me a lot of him where nobody thought it was physically possible to even run a mile in under four minutes. You ever heard this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, most people have, honestly. So it kind of reminds me of that where nobody thought that stable diffusion, for example, was possible. And then somebody figured it out and now everyone's doing it. It's yeah, like now this you crazy, can, yeah. yeah. It's like it's this, like this lo- unlock in your uh-huh. brain kind of thing. Yeah. And you just got to get through the that first Insane. fucking wall. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's salespeople too. It's like mm-hmm. you take a new salesperson, they're like, dude, I'm an introvert. I'll never sell anybody. No, no one will ever say yeah, yes. Totally. And the first, it's just the first person says yes. And that's it. They're done. They're the best salesperson you've ever yeah. seen. And that's all they needed was just to see like, oh shit. Yeah. That's actually, that's, somebody can actually say yes yeah, to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you can say, you can talk about hard things and people don't actually hate you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For you real. can ask hard questions and people are okay yeah. with it. You I know? think the number one thing as a lead, as a sales leader for a sales team, like if you have a new person on the team, your only focus for that new person should be to get them their first deal. Yeah. Everything, nothing else matters except for that first deal. Right. Like they've got to know that they can sell something and then, and then you can teach them product then you can teach them the process You can teach them all of that. Right. And, and another thing too, with the process is AI can help with all of that. Yeah. You know, there's, 
as long as you have a sales process laid out, AI can say, all right, this is what I see. This is what it looks like. Are the reps following it? They analyze the calls, they analyze the emails, they analyze you know, what they're doing in their day-to-day yeah. and they're integrated into the CRM. If they're doing it, then great. If not, then you can even give them a score, a rep score or something like that. That's another yeah. AI implication that honestly we've been looking into of just adhering to a sales process and following the way that they should and then giving them the automations that they need for admin tasks that they don't want to do because nobody yeah. wants to do that. Nobody yeah. wants to fill in data. Nobody wants to update their deals. Nobody wants that. And so yeah. AI can do all of that stuff as long as you guide it in the right direction, give it good context yeah. and, and it'll start, well, it's just like, start working. Just like anybody else. Like if I hired a sales assistant, yeah. I would have to give them context. <laughs> check right. On yeah. It. You can't yeah, just like, be like, all right, good luck. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you're smart, right? Figure yeah, it out. Right. Uh, exactly how I want without me telling you. <laughs> yeah. And you know, what's funny with that is, is yeah. people expect that from technology. I know my dad, for example, yeah. like he just expects his phone to work exactly the way he thinks it should. <laughs> and he doesn't understand anything else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you yeah. laugh probably because your, your parents are the same. No, I just, old people I just, in general. I mean, I know that from just people that I know, like yeah. this isn't working. So what's funny is the, a good example of this is not necessarily old people because are you familiar okay. with um cars so they have the they like have the what's called cars the, no no, no yeah <laughs> right they have the jd power and associates uh it's the quality the jd power quality scale okay. so every year jd power and associates comes out with like the most reliable cars yeah yeah and usually it's honda toyota benz like mm-hmm. these guys who are consistently top of and, the line yeah. yeah and when i worked at honda there was one year where we ranked low on the quality JD power quality scale and Honda went through and did this survey. They, they like, dude, our cars don't suck. We make them the same way. Right. Like uh, what's going on. And it was the technology in the car because if a customer didn't know how to work a feature in the car, they thought it was broken. So they would, they would submit to JD power that like if, if somebody didn't know how to use the lane thing, like, so if a salesperson, once they sold the car, didn't show them how it worked, like the customer would just think it automatically worked. And then when it didn't, because they didn't do something right, or the salesperson didn't teach them how to do it, they would report that it was broken. (laughs) So Honda and Toyota got these low JD power scores. And then you had people like Volkswagen jumping up into the top 10 for some reason. And you're like, dude, Volkswagen sucks. They don't have a good car. (laughs) How did they do this? Their salespeople were teaching the end user, the person who bought the car, how to do things in the car better than the Honda sales associates were. Right. And so Honda had to do this whole thing where they were like, uh, they switched everything up to get back into the top because that was the principle. If somebody doesn't know how to do it, they think it's broken. Wow. Yeah. Which is wild. It is crazy. Like, Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. The software is the same way. It's like, this didn't work. Well, did you do it the right way? No. Okay then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you try turning it on and off again? <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. No, I think it's, it's really funny the way people work. Yeah. The, if it's something just doesn't work the way as an entrepreneur, I think my brain is just wired differently where yeah. if something doesn't work, I'm like, Oh, let's figure it out. Like, yeah. Why isn't it working? Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people, I think engineers, salespeople actually too, and, and entrepreneurs are all think alike where there's a lot of people that do that. I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, pigeonhole any particular field, but yeah. I will say there's a, there's a type of person that just says, 
how does this work? You know, why yeah. is this not working? Let's figure it out. Yeah. And those types of people make the world go round for real. Yeah, seriously. Now, uh, when you talk about AI, there are some pretty, there are some pretty heavy implications when we talk about AI. Yeah. One that I think of, I read a book by Malcolm Gladwell. One of the very first things in the book was, um, some students made machine learning, natural, you know, that natural language processing model, uh-huh. and they used it in the justice system. And they took like some circuit in Chicago where like there was always people coming through. Uh, and long story short, they, the AI did something stupid, like 30% better at judging whether this person would be a repeat offender or, or not than a, than a judge. Wow. And you're like, that's pretty cool. That's also kind of scary to think about. Like if that gets enough, right. What do you have? Just these hearings with AI. Yeah. Oh man. That does, that scares me a little bit, dude, even though it's better, even though, you know, I feel like where, where does, where does, uh, so the question then becomes with that story in mind, is where does AI end and human like checks and balances begin? Great. Like, yeah, that's a fantastic question. The the implication of what that book was it was that was it Blink or Talking with Strangers? Talking with Strangers. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what okay. it was. Yep. Yeah, those are kind of similar books. Blink and yeah. Talking with Strangers are really, really fascinating. But, yeah. But yeah, um there's an interesting balance between what an AI can do and it people in general just haven't really considered that a computer could just decide on things, you know? Um, And I think that's where the difference is very stark, where it's based on decision, decision decision-making. Decision-making in general has always been known as a human trait. Like, hey, you decide. You have the choice to do A or B. Right. And then if you automate things, it's like, you give them criteria. You give them, you give them. You give yeah. the AI, AI yeah. or you know, it doesn't even have to be AI. It can be just a program, right? You yeah, give whatever, the program, yeah. you give it certain rules that they have to follow, and then you have them decide on its own, right? Mm-hmm. Makes the decision. So that's where that's where it gets really fuzzy with AI because those rules can be can be kind of have exceptions and they can have, they can be a little bit more nuanced, I guess, in yeah. the way that it works. Yeah. Before, so you can have like a million if then statements. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. if then, but statements, right. Yeah. If then, except actually maybe kind of, and that's where AI does, that's where AI thrives, which is, well, I guess that's where natural language processing mm-hmm. combined with machine learning. And that's kind of what people think of as AI these days. Where yeah. that's where it does extremely, extremely well. And it's because the kind of take you back to maybe 1990s, where programs, people thought, oh, these programs are going to be taking over the world and like people are going to program these <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's true, where if you can make something work the right way and have it be consistent and repetitive, then, then sure, you can have it do whatever you want, right? And where AI comes in is that, that those introductions to things we've never seen been able to 
coherently and decisively understand yeah. the rules behind the game. Like judging someone yeah. in a court, for example, where, yeah. you know, before you kind of, everyone thinks of it as, well, we're in the court, we have to weigh these outcomes and we have to figure out, you know, yeah. the evidence and what that evidence means inside of this yeah. particular case. Well, if you think about it, weighing outcomes is what AI does really well. It's, yeah. it's a series of thousands of different weights together. And if you could just define the outcomes for each one, yeah. then if they're weighted a specific way, all you do is feed in the evidence and it maps it out and says, well, based off what has happened in the past and what the AI has you know, decided, kind of narrowed down as weights versus outcomes, yeah. this is the most likely decision. Yeah, And so where humans play a part is one, the creation of those rules. So the, Oh yeah. Okay. The creation of the rules is where humans can really make an impact where as long as we control what's happening inside of those validations and those if then, but statements and everything that entails in that decision-making process then we control the AI. Yeah. There's nothing it can do to create new outcomes and new things. It can adjust weights as it goes along and figures out what's more successful and what's yeah. not. Yeah. But if we're the ones that define what's successful and what isn't. Yeah. Right. And so the 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 AI agents can have a tricky space where it can actually start to learn new decision making skills and new things coming in to yeah. help in. But it has no idea if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It can only base itself off what it already knows within its own context. Right. Which is kind of what humans have anyways, right? Yeah. I mean, all of us inherently are good people. All, I believe that humans are, are genuinely good in the inside. And that comes from just, you know, my faith and my religion. But I think inside of the aspect of making decisions and, and having a, a general understanding of like, Oh, that's not really a good thing. Yeah. Humans have that, you know, yeah, we, yeah. we generally know what's good and what's bad, but an AI doesn't have no idea. It has no idea what's good, what's bad. So right. if it starts to be introduced to new things, then yeah, it'll kind of train. It'll it. decide. It'll, right. It's just like, it's just like teaching, you know, a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, just I, like, all right. Yeah, yeah. probably wasn't. But I, I <laughs> don't, think don't conk your friend on the head. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that AI is super interesting. I hope it stays in the support realm. Like, yeah. so, because I think would be, and, and I feel like that's broad, you know, mm-hmm. like it, you can get it like AI agent, right? Like, yeah. Although dude, I heard uh Tesla. Did you hear that Tesla call? Which it was one? an it was an AI Tesla sales call. It's like, hey, John, saw you were just at the Tesla dealership looking at car, or <laughs> you were just on the Tesla website. Uh-huh. Uh, just curious, like, why didn't you make a purchase? Yeah, it's an AI call, mm-hmm. and the guy on the other end, and then it scheduled a, a, an appointment to come <laughs> back into the dealership. <laughs> yeah. I think I had two critiques of that. One of okay. them was the AI was you could. It was the pauses were too long between when when the customer was talking was and then when that, it responded. Yeah, just to process what's actually. And going I was on. like, uh, I, I would get suspicious because it was like every time you had like two three second pause, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, you're kind of like, mm, what's going on, man? Why are you taking like someone's? It's just kind of yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's easily solvable. Yeah, you throw enough conversations in it, it knows exactly what to say. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, is like, that, I mean, that's sales though. 
there's really only a few objections in the, in the world. There's really only a few questions that everybody asks. Like you can narrow down every sales conversation, like, and be 90% accurate on, on a thousand in a row. Like, oh, he's probably going to ask me these three questions. Right. Uh, he's probably going to, he's probably like, if I, you can tell the AI, like, uh, if he says the price, he's probably going to say it's too expensive. And, and this is what you should say. You right. should A, B test these three and then go with the one that works the best at the end of, you know what I mean? Dude, you're spot on. Yeah. yeah. You, and then, and then by the way, be quick. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I feel like if you get just like, uh, just like me, like I don't, I don't pause because I, I've heard it before. I know exactly what to say. So I feel like an AI could do the same thing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it, I hope it stays so, in like the support. So what room. scares you about that then? <clears throat> not, it, it's not necessarily that um, going past a support realm would be like dangerous. I think what kind of gets me with AI is, I, I think what gets me with AI is just how probably like the scent, it gets more and more sentient, more mm-hmm. and more like, I think if we give it too much power and to the point where it can start, like, I think what's really cool is like, what would be cool in the scenario that from Malcolm Gladwell okay. would be like, if you're a judge, you have AI, you run a couple models, right? You give it all the info and it spits up the, it spits up the, here's our recommendation. Like a Jarvis. Yeah. Like, and then, and then, a, and then the judge can be like, you know what? Yeah, I agree. Or mm, I don't know, man, I think it's missing something, but, but the legal system though, I think AI is perfect because the legal system's built around it. Like you have to make the same decision or you're in jeopardy of discrimination. Yeah. Like I can't let this guy Which off. Which is so ironic because the legal system is so anti AI. Which is blows my mind <laughs> because know. you have like HR should, HR should embrace AI. Totally. Like anywhere where you have a, a a real threat of discriminating, you should have AI in place because it doesn't care. Like yeah. the rule is this, don't care. Totally. But I feel like humans aren't <laughs> like that's where the the fight would be mm-hmm. because there is a, I mean, the gut feeling is real. Like I've had instances where, and I think everybody has where you're like, everything on paper is telling me I should do this, but I just don't think I should, mm-hmm. you know? And then you're like, okay. Like I, I, I've done that a few times in my life where like, even my wife goes, that was dumb. You shouldn't have done that. And then like two months later I was right. Mm. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah, just like, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like it didn't feel right. Right. I don't, maybe you can program that in AI. Oh yeah. And, but if you could, that's what I'd be scared of. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, no dude, I told you to make the decision. Like, why aren't you doing this? And then you're like, <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me ask you this. Like, do you have a routine in the morning? Yeah. Do you always follow it hundred percent? No, no. Right. Right. Uh, not many people do except for like, you Maybe know, these the, crazy guys. Yeah. The tip top for of the world, those Olympic these trainers. Cra- yeah. These crazy Instagram buff daddies. Right. For sure, man. And so if, if we have a routine, a routine is a set of, of actions of, of things that we do at a certain time or a certain mm-hmm. way, the exactly the way we want it. And if we follow those things, usually we feel better, right? Mm-hmm. Usually we're like, okay, yeah, I feel good today. Yeah. Not that we feel crappy the other days, but just like it's, it's empowering. It helps, yeah. it helps that consistency. It helps with that. Um, with, with AI, that, that routine-like structure can be placed into things that we just haven't seen 
in the past. Yeah. And when it comes into new opportunities, new new eras, new times where the sentient thing is like super real. And when it comes to being able to think on its own and being able to make decisions and do those things, that routine is simply being followed the way that it thinks it can. Yeah. And so in the past, kind of bring into perspective, there's been tons of different revolutions in the world. I, a good friend of mine, Neil Schmidt, he's actually, so when you mentioned AR, yeah. just a little quip for him, screendoor.ai, they have a kind of a, a decision-making process using AI to, you know, counter discrimination against people for hiring yeah. new, new people. Right. Um, pretty cool. Anyways, yeah. what he brought up that I thought was fascinating was there's revolutions in every era. There's the agricultural agricultural revolution. Yeah. There's the industrial revolution. There's the 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 data revolution. There's a computer revolution, and now there's like the AI revolution. Each different time frame for the revolutions has gotten ten x closer together. It was two thousand years for agricultural. It was two hundred years for the industrial revolution. It was twenty years for the the data revolution mm. and, and now it's going to be like two in just two years the ai revolution is already like well, yeah, created and, and it's just fascinating yeah. so i think there's a lot of new things that are really that happen within those eras and there's a lot of bad things that happen too yeah 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 i don't think anything's perfect well and and i'm not so i'm not too worried about it displacing jobs because like you mentioned agriculture industrial uh switching from steel to oil, mm -hmm. all of these things like displaced jobs. Right. I mean, but like humans are innovative. You also create more jobs. And mm -hmm. so you lose some, but you create some. And I tell high schoolers now, like I run a scholarship program at my alma mater high school. Oh, cool. And uh, I tell them like, dude, there's a job that you're going to have in the future that doesn't even exist right now. That if you told me right now, like nobody would believe you, yeah. right? Like an AI prompt engineer is like a real job. You're like yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like right. this is insane. Right. Um, and now they're teaching like kids coding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody should know how to code. Dude, seriously. That's crazy. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> I teach my kids that. I'm like, I don't know if you'll ever use it, but you're, you better figure yeah. <laughs> like, just know. It's common knowledge <laughs> yeah. these days. Like, yeah, I think, well, I know, dude, account my accounting class. We had to take a statistics and a coding class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a SQL, I think, is what we had to do. Yeah. Because they moved from pivot tables to SQL. So we like my SQL. And it was just analysis, right? Like plugging in all the prompts and then letting right. the data tell you what's going on. But now what's cool about AI is AI is incredible at SQL queries. Oh, bro. They're, they're insane. Dude, I my freaked this lady out. She asked on Facebook. She was like, hey, I need help with the formula. And I was like, just chat GPT it. She's like, no, it's a really complicated formula. I was like, okay, hop on the call with me. And then I just did it. I was like, but she wasn't asking the right questions. And this is what I think where AI is right now. Right. It's garbage in, garbage out. Right. But I asked the right question and built the whole formula and gave it to her. She's like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh. That's a great point. Garbage in, garbage out, 100%. Yeah. For anything that anyone does, I believe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think right now, I think AI is very cool because it gets you 90% of the way there. Right. Like whenever I'm writing scripts or like content or for emails or stuff, like, I'm like, I'll go to ChatGPT and like, I'll type in a paragraph, dude, to get mm -hmm. like two sentences because yeah. I need it to sound right. Right. And then even then I'll be like, okay, that was the idea. Like, that's the structure. And then I go in with my own thing and try yeah. to change it. But yeah, I mean, just the power of, I think one of the cool things about AI is the power of kind of like 
taking the data back into our own hands because we can anal- like we can use data to analyze or excuse me AI to analyze data where we were only relying on like Google or someone to do that for us. But yeah. now you can kind of like take the power of data back into your own hands. Like, like Google can do it, but now so can I. Like I can run through my whatever and figure out what I should buy next or whatever, you know, yeah. or I don't know. That's a kind of, a, or like, but like where, what should we do like next? I think AI would be pretty cool for that. But how do you feel when you have like Elon Musk, for example, just get, dude, you know, when you see him get asked about AI, the dude just glosses over. Yeah. Misty eyed and he's like, too quick. Everybody needs to back off. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't know, man. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. It is, it is a little, it is a little frightening when you get, I don't know, how many people do they get? Like a thousand of like the top minds in, yeah, dude. in the world. Really? I remember when he, when he and even Sam Altman too, the CEO of, of OpenAI. Yeah, like, some of these guys oh, are like, some of these second. guys are like, and that so is, it's just like, what, is are you, a what, are you not, what are you not telling us, dog? Like, yeah. What do you not, what do you know that we don't know right now? Right. And maybe we just can't, maybe we're just not ready for the info. Cause I, you could tell me a bunch of stuff about chemistry and mm-hmm. I'd be like, uh, okay, right. I'll trust you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's similar to like the cold war, for example. Yeah. Where it's, it's really like, these are weapons of mass destruction. That's true. And nobody wants to touch it because- it will just cause an all-out, absolute yeah. world war chaos. That's what I thought about NFTs too. I still believe that about NFTs, the yeah. blockchain, like mm-hmm. non-fungible tokens. Like that is that. I remember when Gary Vee said that that was some World War Three stuff. NFTs were. Yeah. And I didn't really understand that, but now I do. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, dude, imagine like not having, like, your house is not tied to the government anymore. So like, you you don't need a title company. We don't need anything to know if that house is ours. We yeah. don't need government's money. We don't need, we don't need central banks. Yeah. yeah. I, I've heard both sides of that one where it's like, well, if you don't have like a, a dollar or whatever. And I'm like, mm, I don't know, man, kind of freaking me. Like it's, humans will always find a way to have currency. I think, I think decentralizing that and giving more power back to the people probably do more good than harm, but yeah. maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. That's, that's a tricky <laughs> space too, where you're like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Having your own money in your own pocket always and knowing that nobody's going to take it, nobody's going to do anything with it, that's nice. But at the same time, not having any organization watching over, it's like every man for himself. And you're like, what? Can't can't wait till we... And maybe it's already happening, but can't wait to see blockchain and AI kind of get married and have a baby. That's going to be wild. That's going to be freaking insanity. (laughs) Uh, And I think maybe, I think to a certain extent too, a blockchain is inherently maybe a little bit of AI by itself, but I don't know. But yeah, I think when, when you see the dude, Elon Musk got in a freaking full on, like being Almost cordial, the literal whole, fight with Jack Ma. <laughs> yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. He was like, Jack Ma was like, Oh yeah. He's like, Elon Musk was like, no, stop it. He's like, this is stupid. <laughs> Jack right. Ma's like the Alibaba, you know, and you're like, like, Jack, chill. like we know, <laughs> we know where you're from and we know these things. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Just he's like, for a second. he's like, yeah, Elon, like, yeah, we know where you're from. He's like, <laughs> you don't have to say this cause China's listening, but I will. Cause I don't give <laughs> dude. But, uh, yeah, but he does bro. Like he just gets really, yeah. Those guys just get scared almost. Like if there's yeah. a palpable fear when you see what, when you talk to them about the future of AI, they don't even want to talk about it. They're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how about we just play with our agents now? Like <laughs> how about we just have sales agents and then that's it. <laughs> it becomes, it becomes like very much politics and yeah, and dude. Yeah. Where 
there's tons of things that they want to talk about to like bring in these fear. And I think one thing that I do agree with is the side of attack is becoming way more than the side of defense against AI. Like as far as yeah. progression and as far as companies that are developing new tech in order to protect against AI, that is not well, yeah, even how do you, close to as well de- developed. Which well, is how, do, well, what, how would you protect against AI? What do you mean? That's a great question. I mean, in as f- what I'm, let's take a, a boxing match for example. You know, when you yeah. when you are gloves up, you're protecting yourself. Oh okay, yeah, right? are you talking about like AI checks and balances? Exactly. Like, hey, we can't do that. Like, right. that's too far. Yeah, and so if you have an AI infiltration system that is going to steal money from a bank, for example, there's not many places things set in place to protect using AI. Oh, yeah, that's those things. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I think that's where Elon and a lot of these big time people are are getting a little nervous is because it's like we're actually creating a bunch of swords and a bunch of arrows and a bunch of, you know, attack mechanisms. And we're not creating shields. We're not creating armor. We're not creating these defense mechanisms with AI. So whoever if this gets in the wrong hands, something crazy is gonna happen. And there's nothing we can do to stop it. And there's nothing we can do to stop it. Yeah. I think that's where it begins a little. Well, scary. I mean, dude, yeah. I, when I was taking, uh, when I was in my master's program, they were talking about um, data breaches uh-huh. and how it's not if it's when. Right. And so you, <laughs> I was like, that's terrifying. <laughs> how are we like, how is this a if not, it's not when, it, you know what I mean? Right. It's not if it's when situation with like big data companies. Like that's totally. pretty terrifying. Well, when you have trillions of parameters in a model, in an AI model, like, anything that they're trying to decode or decrypt from some sort of, I mean, that's all it is. All, all, all defense mechanisms online are encryptions and, and firewalls that can protect against data. But if you have a model that has trillions of parameters that can test a bunch of different things and you've got time and you've got computing power. And now I don't know if you heard, but NVIDIA is launching their new, I think it's like H 100 processors for AI coming out yeah. next year, 2024. There's a lot of, a lot of announcements, Gemini yeah. um, for Google. They're, they're like really stoked about it. But NVIDIA is, they've had their A100 processors for AI, but they've come out with these new ones. It's like five nanometer nodes or whatever. There's tons of ways. I'm, I'm not going to go into the yeah. details, yeah. but there's these just very, very, very well built processors built for AI. And that's coming out at the beginning of next year. So imagine like like back in the day when we had our old iPods that only held like eight gigs or four gigs, that big brick thing. Yeah. And now we can hold up to a terabyte in our phone. So that's kind of the different, the stark difference between what these new AI processors are yeah. going to do, which is wild. It's yeah, it's pretty scary, really dude. Like you can insane. start taking over little countries and stuff with this shit, <laughs> yeah. like for Seriously. I, I mean yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what people are talking about, but so um but I believe in in the inherent goodness of humans. I think I think we'll be able to come up with some defense mechanisms. I do believe there will be some crazy stuff that will happen. Like there'll be some massive security breaches. There's going to be some oh, there already is. destructive, yeah. Yeah, there already there, is. It's going to be but freaking it, I think I think freaking um the big one here the big identity theft one got breached. I'm not sure. Oh, I can't remember. What is it called, dude? LifeLock. 
LifeLock. I think freaking LifeLock got breached, which was like unbreachable. Yeah. And they had a lot of money behind. Do you know if you have LifeLock, they guarantee your money up to like a million dollars in case of a breach. Like if you get stolen, they'll, they'll like, they have like insurance right. on everybody. And I'm like, Hmm, gonna have to <laughs> rethink that homie. Cause that isn't looking good for you. Right. right? Um, but yeah, before I let you go, uh, because this conversation has obviously been fascinating. Tell everybody, uh, where they can find your company, uh, what you do and all the good stuff. Yeah, no. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on the show. It's been <laughs> yeah. really fun. I love talking about AI. I just, I, I soak it in every day all the time. Yeah, I, man. I just love it. Um, but yeah, so I started a, a company earlier this year called next level AI, and it's a, it's a sales automation software using AI. So it takes all of your data entry that those reps never want to put in and it, it automatically updates the CRM for you. And so it's only in HubSpot right now. So that's what we're working on. But um, we're getting, we have a bunch of beta customers. You can find us on nextlevelai.com, which is nextlvlai.com or find me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm pretty uh, prevalent there. Cool. And uh, also we have a LinkedIn page uh, for our company too. Oh, heck yeah, man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here, bro. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right, take it easy, man.